Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome to 2021. So happy to be here. We got through the hump of 2020. I did post a little video for some friends called Enough is Enough is Enough with the Streisand and Donna Summer song as the soundtrack. So happy to see that year go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a wonderful year programming for you. Happy to be here. I'm AKA Radio Red. I have two guests with me today. Mary Sice. She spells her last name S-I-S-E, pronounced like ice with an S in front of it. Mary, say hello. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here with you. New Year. There you go. And Tony Barker. Hello, Tony Barker. How are you? I'm well, Red. Thank you for asking. Thanks for having us on. Oh, delighted. Now, I have a task for both of you. Now, we didn't rehearse any of this, but we have a special lady named lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And we're trying to take a GoFundMe to get her to move to London. So it'll be lovely, lanky Laura Legs in London. So I want you to say Happy New Year to LLL. You ready? One, two, three. Happy, happy New, New Year, LLL. There we go. And a happy New Year to my wonderful engineer, Josh. So one, two, three. Happy New Year, Josh. There we go. And happy New Year to the gentleman who voices my intro, Ryan Treasure, Vice President at World Talk Radio. Happy New Year, Ryan Treasure. See, we're getting all this good stuff out of the way. I am recording the video and I do have a Happy New Year hat that I'm going to put on that my guests can see just for a second. It's kind of messing with my red curls here there i took it off that was ceremonial tony now this is going to be an interesting show because we have no idea what we're talking about that's not true uh mary and tony came to me through the national publicity summit several months ago they're doing summits so often i think i've been to two since i met both of you and apparently there's another one coming up in february and just for those of you who don't know national publicity summit is run by uh bradley broadcasting steve harrison and his merry band of very talented people and he brings together authors producers, creative people, uh, wannabe authors, almost authors, in-process authors, some product creators who are looking to meet the media. And I've been one of those media for almost 10 years now. used to go in on the Long Island Railroad from Great Neck, Long Island, 26 minutes straight to Penn Station and hopped across the street. You have to be very careful hopping in Manhattan and met. I used to line up about 45 guests to fill six months of shows in the ballroom at the Penn Hotel. Now about COVID and now since I'm in North Carolina, thankfully, they're doing it remotely and virtually. So if my listeners hear me talk about the publicity summit, that's where I meet. 98% of my guests. So there you go. So today is January 4th, 2021. Yay, we made it. And we're going to be talking about tapping your way into the creativity of a new year and kindness, aka civility. That's Tony's topic. And tapping and finding a way to get around the stressors that we all are carrying with us one way or another for quite a while now. Those are going to be our topics. Let's just quickly do a couple of national holidays before we start with the discussion statement. So let's go. I have topics. I have holidays. Tony Barker and Mary Sice. I have a special calendar called National Holidays with things you've never heard of. I guarantee. Some of them have to do with food. Some of them have to do with 
activities, with things, with emotions. So let me read these. And today I have a special day and I want to find out this is I'm springing this on you. So this is just this is reality radio. I want to know whether you're going to celebrate and whether you think it's a good day for you to put in your calendar. So let's start with Mary. Mary, today, January 4th is National Spaghetti Day. What do you think? Oh, I love spaghetti. I would definitely, definitely, definitely. And I don't mean spaghetti squash. I mean, the real deal, the real deal. Full of carbs. Love that stuff. Tony Barker, are you a spaghetti fan? I am a spaghetti fan. I I have a recipe that involves opening a jar and putting in (laughs) stuff until my arm gets tired. (laughs) Well, Josh just bought some resistance bands, so maybe he can help you strengthen up your arms so you can do more spaghetti. But that's not all. Today is, thank God, it's Monday day. Let's just leave that one alone. Maybe it's, thank God, it's the first first Monday of 2021. I would go for that. And it's also trivia day. I, I'm going to give you a lot of trivia on the show, so we'll be fine. Tomorrow, January 5th, is National, ready for this? Whipped Cream Day. Tony? I'm in. I'm Mary? In. Tony, I'm what do you think? Definitely ice cream, chocolate, whipped cream. What's, what's there not to love right there? Tony, what I'm do you in. think? Is that a good one? My doctor says whipped cream's trying to kill me, but I never really liked that guy anyway, so yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Never make the host laugh so hard. She can't talk, Tony. That's a rule in being a guest. Oh, on it's, Sorry. <laughs> it's also National Bird Day. Does anybody have a pet bird, Tony, Mary? Uh, no, I, I have birds outside at my bird feeder, but they seem to go to the bathroom all over my porch furniture. So <laughs> I, I'm not really voting for that day. I'll skip that day. Tony, yeah. what about you? Any parrots, parakeets, um, minor my, birds? My cat really loves National Bird Day uh, a lot. Uh, more than me. <laughs> okay. You're not a big bird guy. You can't pet them. You, they're so fragile. You. I know. I had parakeets growing up, I think. I think I remember parakeets. And then I went to fish. And one day I moved the table. The fish tank was on in a 10-gallon tank, decided to float my living room carpet, which Ooh. took three weeks to dry out and no insurance money because it was my fault. What can I tell you? Let's see. Oh, the 6th is National Bean Day. Doesn't say what kind of beans. Anybody? Garbanzo beans, black beans, cannelloni beans, white beans, Tony, Mary, anybody have any favorite beans? You're on your own with that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still the carb guy. I can do that. I can do okay. beans. Okay. And a lot of refried beans in Texas. Now, yeah. here's, here's a conundrum. Not only is it National Bean Day, it's National Cuddle Up Day. Now, I don't... I don't think I need to draw the dotted line. Tony got it between bean day and cuddle up day. That could be a, ch- a ch- yeah. challenge. We'll leave I'll it alone. The bean, take the cuddle. No. There you go. January 8th is National Elvis Presley's birthday day. It's mm-hmm. also Earth's Rotation Day and it's Bubble Bath Day. So we could all separately have a bubble bath in honor of Elvis's birthday. And play Elvis. Yeah. And whipped cream. Tony. There we go. <laughs> he, he likes me better now. Okay. January, he liked me all along. National Nerd Word Nerd Day, January 9th. Are you a word nerd, Mary? No. Skip that. Tony, you a word nerd? I'm a little bit of a word nerd. I'm a big reader. I think I am. I'm a I'm a professional talker, and words are very important to me. I try to use them wisely and clearly. And no fillers. That's one of my one of my pet peeves. Mm-hmm. No ums and ers and you knows and I mean and none of that. Yes or like. I don't I try not to do that. I, I try very hard. January 10th is National House Plant Appreciation Day. And oh, I have tons I of that. no good. No, I kill them. Tony, yeah. what about you? 
Now, if you have to rely on me to remember to water you, you're 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 in a bad way. Exactly. You need therapy. Well, I not only have a house full of house plants, but I have a portable greenhouse on my porch that's seven feet tall and six feet deep and wide. And it's a walk-in greenhouse with three shelves on each side and a pointed roof. They're very inexpensive. Pay like 65 bucks on Amazon. And run this word portable past me again. Well, you, you set it up, you set it up. It's PVC with a plastic cover and a couple of zippers on it. And I am growing coleus plants out there and prayer plants and I have an azalea in there and all kinds of interesting things. And I have a, it's very cold here at night. I moved to the deep South, Tony. It's well, you're in Texas. I'm in Durham and our nights are about 25 degrees. Mary, how are, how are cold oh, are your God, nights? Our nights are like, I'm in Albany, New York area. So oh. I'm like, forget it. So I'm not even, I, I don't even have bragging rights. Well, I, I keep a heater on Tony and, and Mary in the, and I have a, a clicker in the house for remote control and I haven't turned it off in weeks because the plants need to have about 65, 70 degrees. So I keep my plants in the greenhouse and I do tell them I love them every day and they're doing very, very, very well. Uh, one more January 11th is national clean your desk day, national hot toddy day, national milk day, and National Fourth Graders Day. I don't think those go together. What do you think? Tony is looking at me. Milk and fourth graders working, but the hot toddies, that's for the teachers. (laughs) (laughs) Only the teachers with a clean desk. Especially now. Especially now. That's absolutely right. Let's do a couple of celebrity birthdays before we do a deep dive here. So today is the birthday of Diane Cannon. Do you remember her? Yeah. And her favorite mary i'll give you a clue her famous book was dear carrie my life with carrie grant Uh they were married for four years 65 through 68 how about patty loveless she was born today she's still alive and well here's a singer songwriter who was the lead singer in the band rem and his name is michael stipe s-t-i-p-e born in 1960 and i found an interview he did with the guardian in january of this past year they said when were you the happiest and he said can i say maybe tomorrow i thought that was clever they said what is the trait you most deplore in others and his answer was not recognizing how brilliant i am about himself he, they asked him, what did you want to be when you were growing up? And he said, an archaeologist, a pop star, and a store cashier. Very interesting. And who would he invite to his dream dinner party? And his it reads like a who's who glitterati of literary people. Walt Whitman, James Baldwin, Marlon Brando, well, entertainment, Wally Cox, Nina Simone, Edda James, Nikola Tesla, Gore Vidal, Liza Minnelli, Mike Nichols, Norman Lear, and a partridge in a pear tree. So let me flip that question. We have one more. Julia, Julia Ormond was born today. Happy birthday, Julia Ormond, the uh, English actress and producer. Let me ask you first, Mary, if you you had a uh, dream dinner party. I've never done this on the show before. Who would you like, invite? That's a crazy question. <laughs> like, who would I invite? Yeah. Oh, wow. You want to think about it? And we'll ask you at the yeah. end of the show. Jack Nicholson right, came right to mind because I love that Ooh. guy. Anybody, anybody else? I got Jack Nicholson. I, I love uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. And okay. I'd like to have the Dalai Lama there. Uh, and maybe the Pope. And like, uh, just a mixture, you know? It's very, very, very interesting. Okay. And Tony, what do you think? Who would be at your dream party? I think a lot of writers. Uh, I'd like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, if you're listening, 
give me a call. Um, <laughs> um, the comedians, I would that love really to good. have comedians out. Neil deGrasse Tyson's hilarious. Um, the comedians, um, sorry, I missed my chance to uh, talk with Stephen Hawking, but I don't know if I would have understood him. I read his writing. He's very good, but um, yeah. um, and I like, I just like talking with people that, that have a different perspective than I do. So pretty much anybody. <laughs> Interesting. What have any musicians, any famous, uh, any pop stars, uh, Elvis, Michael Jackson, uh, Lady Gaga, Elton John, anybody, movie stars, Eddie like Murphy? Keller and Carol King. I think it would oh. be cool if to be with the, like, get all the scoops of what was really going on back then. Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you think, I Tony? Like, I would like to talk to Sandra Bullock. And, and largely, I, I do have a great crush on her, but mostly because <laughs> she looks like she has so much fun doing what she does. She looks like all her roles are, are and she just gets into them and loves them um, and just has a good time and not neglecting the craft of acting, but having a good time with it. It, it, you know, and um, and the other actors that are in that category, Matthew McConaughey and and the people that are good at what they do, so good that they leave the tech stuff behind them. I like that a lot. Very yeah. interesting. And ask me who I would have at my dream. Yeah, who would you have at yours? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I was thinking about while I was asking you to, I didn't prepare this. So I'm thinking Donna Summer because I was a, a disco baby. I was a, a dancing dancing queen in Eugene, Oregon during the disco years. Mary, your your video is getting very very fuzzy right now. It's very very out of focus. I'm not sure why. I'm uh, I think I need a Dramamine. She's no, I'm not sure what it is. Tony, yeah, do you see it? Fuzzy. I, I, I do. It's all, uh, it looks all. like a, a filter, like it's like yeah. it's a portrait mode. Okay, no, well, this move funny. Let me see. I would have Donna Summer, and I would like um, probably Michael Jackson about what it was like living through their era. Uh, Donna Summer to me was emblematic. I was in a contest called Disco Hawaii in 1970 <laughs> with a professional dance partner. And we danced to Heaven Knows from the MacArthur Park Suite, which was a wonderful, wonderful, uh, I think it was 26 minutes long. And that was very, very iconic for me in my life at the time. I think I would like um, actors like, oh, I don't know, uh, I'll have to think about it. There's some other people I would like to have at a dinner party to find out what it was really like behind the scenes in their era of changing our culture or of doing their impactful entertainment for all of us. I think that's what I would like. So Mary, you're still out of focus, my dear, but we, this is we're we're on radio basically. So we're going to, okay. She's stopping her video for a second there. She'll turn it on. Uh, Mary, are you going to come back soon or should I start with Tony? I'm here. No, it's Mary Seiss. She's back. Okay, thank you very much. Very nice. Mary Seiss. I have a quote from your book you sent me, Mary. And let me read a little bit. I didn't even introduce two of you. Mary Seiss is a licensed clinical social worker, LCSW. We're familiar with that term. She develops training and coursework on releasing negative beliefs. And that's what we're going to talk about, creative ways to attack your negative beliefs. Instead of New Year's resolutions, it's how do we get rid of all the CRAP in our heads and in our hearts and and let's have I'm calling this tapping into a fresh start and healing trauma and disassociation will will dissociation we will define those Mary's the author of the energy of belief psychology's power tools to focus intention and release blocking beliefs that's a very specific title but the one I want to talk about is you're the author of 2020s tapping the panic out of pandemic what an interesting title because p-a-n-i-c are the first three and last two letters 
of the word pandemic. Very, very clever, Mary. And I have a quote from Mary's book. And Tony, I'll read your bio in just a second here. Mary's quote that I was thrilled with, really impacted by. She says, Tony, get to see if you agree. The big illusion we all carry around as we play this game called life, we think we control everything. And some of us may grudgingly acknowledge that we control only some things. The truth is, according to Mary Sice, we control nothing. And it's so important. She puts it in three words, each with a capital letter in the period after we, period, control, period, nothing, period. And she says this stark reality is often the relentless fear that underlines our, underlies our choices and behaviors unwittingly running through those conscious, unconscious, and subconscious scripts. If we can't control anything, what we can do is follow our guidance, aka our intuition, to navigate our way. And that's an intelligent and excellent tool. Mary, just quickly, how'd you come up with this We Control Nothing? Is this uh, following somebody you read about? Is this something you came up with from your years of therapy? No, it's from it's from my years of life, I think. You know, when you really get it that you really control nothing, it's really it's an illusion. It's really an illusion. But it but we like the illusion. We play in the illusion, you know, of, of everything. And we think we control if I just do this, my kid's not gonna get hurt. If I just do this, da 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 da. da. You know, if I just wear this, I'm I'm not gonna get and it's an illusion. It's and so when you can accept that you control nothing. But you do what you can do is tap into a, a, a far greater source of knowingness and guidance that we all have. Once we stop thinking we run the joint, I know we used to, I used to say there was a uh, I used to my prayer used to be when I was a real control freak, uh, Lord make me an instrument of your peace in an advisory capacity. Like I knew more than anybody <laughs> else. You know, like I thought I got this. I got my corner. You go take care of over there. You know. But it's it's the whole thing's an illusion, and most of us have those times. And for many people, it's the pandemic right now. I mean, there's it's the, the real truth is we control nothing. That lesson exactly. is up on a big blaring neon sign right now for everybody in the world. We control nothing. And let me see what I wanted to talk about, Tony. I want to introduce you. And by the way, when you speak, each of you now, I'm going to put you in speaker view so you'll be full screen, just so you know. Tony Barker has done so many things. He's got a, I call it a creatively quilted, colorful path in life. I'm not even calling it a career path, Tony. I was so impressed when I met you by what you've done. And we want to talk about that. Plus, you're the author of The Civility Plan, a book that's coming out in in 2021, this year, next month. But Tony is a black belt who teaches peace. I've never heard that before. We're going to talk about that now. He's been a welder, a truck driver, a construction worker, an Air Force enlistee, enlistee. We'll find out what that, how far he got, a manufacturing plant manager, an on-air radio personality. I think he was also a radio station manager, a stand-up comic. Me too, me too. I just sit it down. Now I try to be funny sitting down and a professional musician and now an author. So Tony Barker, why don't you fill in some of the blanks on what in the world have you been up to? What did you start out as and how did you get here to be the author of the civility plan? Talk to me, Tony. Uh, I'll try to make that a short route. Uh, I was born on an Air Force base uh, to an Air Force enlisted family. Um, went through that whole process. I, I did one enlistment and then promoted myself to civilian first class. And um, so 
I've always been um, a, a person that's kind of a, a flotsam on the river of the Air Force. Wherever it went, I followed. And for a while there, I was uh, married to the Air Force, so to speak. So I've, every time she'd get orders, I'd have a new career. You know, I just, you know, be, be a car salesman one week. I was terrible at that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of proud of it. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and just do different things. And when you have that, that much uh, variety. Uh, you, you know, I, I love, the, I love your description of it, uh, in other people's minds. It looks like, I just don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So it's, it's a balance. Uh, it's about, it's about what you, what you do with what's in front of you. Mary will tell you this. I mean, life is, is part of what happens and most of what you do about what happens. So I've learned uh, through that variety of this wide variety of, of things, um, that, 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 you know, again, and it goes back to what you were talking about. We control nothing. We just, we're along for the ride and we should probably develop an attitude of gratitude that we are along for the ride. Once you come at anything from that place, you can step into any new thing with some degree of confidence that it's going to be okay because you're not in control. It's a tough thing to give up for control freaks. I know. Uh, I am one. <laughs> it, it is. It is for all of us. I'm I'm very intrigued by the eclectic meanderings, I'll say that, Tony, from one thing to another. And I think it makes us, the old-fashioned term, well-rounded when we have so many experiences, when we've put ourselves in the position, if those were jobs, Tony, that means you had something you were supposed to do, somebody you were supposed to work for, or a quota you were supposed to fill. I'm thinking of the car salesman rules of the road, regulations. And every time you did that, whether you decided to stay, whether you were accepted and rewarded or whether you flunked out or said, this is not for me, it was still another brave attempt to find out who you were and what you wanted to do and how you wanted to contribute to the world. I think that's great. I'm only on, I think my seventh or eighth career now. I can't even count them anymore. I was so shy in the early years. I don't think I crossed the street till I was eight years old. I didn't know what was on the other side. No, I did. I had to go to school to the school bus. But the point is that I I think those of us who've come to a certain stage, I'm looking at Mary until I'm guessing you're each over 35. Am I right? Just a week. <laughs> Maybe Almost 45 twice now, <laughs> maybe 45. <laughs> okay. We're all grown ups. And what I, what I like on cool conversations with creatives, which is a subtitle of the show used to just be read my lips. And I want to talk to creative people. You're both to me creatives because Mary, you found a calling. You found a profession helping people through a different method. And we're going to talk about energy in a few minutes. And Tony, you have tried so many things and you've decided, and what are you doing right now, Tony? You're an author. My passion right now is the civility plan. It's just about the idea that um, America needs to decide what we want to be, what we want to leave to our kids. And I'm, I'm extremely non-political. I am not right. I'm not left. I am a thorough American. And the biggest threat we face right now is that we can't talk to each other about threats. And that problem needs to be solved before we can uh, move along. You know, no problem in, in my estimation that we face, not immigration, not politics, not healthcare, not pandemic. None of those problems are too big for us if we can talk together about what to do about them. If we can't, any one of them can sink the boat. Yeah. The house divided will fall. Yes. That, that's the teaching, right? A house divided yes. will fall. 
And, and Tony, so can we use kindness as a, as a synonym for civility, being nice to people, accepting? There respect? are some there are some differences, but absolutely they they are related. They are certainly related. Uh, kindness, um, if kindness could become a habit. If we became, if we were able to lend grace to one another and mm -hmm. remember the times when we needed grace, uh, when we were making mistakes and we wanted another chance and we wanted some of that, if we could gain that perspective back, unfortunately, what happens is that in our current world, there are so many rewards for this terrible behavior. They're, they're not real rewards, they're illusions, but they, they you know, mm -hmm. you get the likes and the clicks and the, you know, and the agreement and you get to feel like you've got power and all these things that are an illusion. Whenever you see something online and you, it, it sparks a deep emotion in you, either positive or negative, and you click on it, you're asking the internet to bring you more of it. Mm -hmm. So when you click on things that you're angry with, you're asking the internet, oh, I like this, make me more mad. And, and if we can back away from that, that's an act of creativity. If we can stop that process, if we can take a little breath between stimulus and response mm. and, and just put a little bit of space and time in there, maybe remember that, you know, not everybody's, you know, perfect. And we've had our chances where we needed grace. Um, I think that can go a long way towards extending kindness and all these kind of things. But there are some there are some significant differences in the civility. It needs to become a habit, and we need to be intentional about instilling it into our national consciousness. We get to choose how we want to evolve, and I, I would I would promote that as a good choice. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I think acceptance, respect, kindness, grace. I think Mary used that word. Civility all go together. And yes, it would be nice to be nice to people. I know that name calling, I remember growing up, I won't give you my background, but hearing names about my people that were nasty names that I had never heard of. And I'd ask somebody what they meant and religious slurs hit uh, uh, what shall I say, hurled at me when people didn't know my religion, that they didn't know they were talking to one of one of us. And, and I remember feeling very put upon. And I wish that there was a kindness and understanding that you don't want to take the risk of offending people. We'll just leave it at that. Thank you, Tony. A very worthwhile pursuit, Mary tapping eft we need some definitions we need to hit the ground tapping or running right now so mary i'm going to put you on speaker view why don't you give us a little overview when i have your book here thank you for sending me tapping and into the taking the panic out of pandemic love the title so mary it's a 40 48 page ebook and i appreciate your sending i'm looking at a diagram of all the places we tap so why don't you take us through a primer or a primer and then when you're done explaining it in a couple minutes i'm going to put us back on gallery view and tony would you like to help me practice some of what mary is talking oh, about we i would be honored Okay, awesome. so we'll do some tapping. So Mary, you're up. Why don't you give us an overview and then we'll all tap along with Mary. Go ahead. Okay, so basically what I'm going to tell you, no news to most of us these days, is that you're not solid at all. You're energy. Okay, if we looked at you under an electron microscope, you're energy. You're just like, like uh, think of an ice cube. You're like more solid. We speed up the energy in you, you're going to turn to water and then you're going to turn into to steam. Okay. So everything's energy. So we can tap into the energy system in your body that was tapped, that was discovered like 2000. This isn't new age guys. Mm -hmm. It's like 2000 years ago that we can tap into that. In, it's been 
put this, this meridian goes with this emotion, goes with this, goes with that. So in therapy, for therapy, there's several ways to do tapping. But basically what it is, is you accept what's going on with you right now. So like right now we could talk about the pandemic or whatever anybody's stressed out about. Mm-hmm. You feel something, now you got to stay in your body and feel it. You rate it. And then you in, you state an intention. This is the simplest version. There's in the book okay. we go into really complex other ways you can do it that sometimes you need. You tap, you make an intention, or you accept where you are, and then you tap on these points, meridian points that are on the close to the surface of the body, the beginning or end of the meridian. Each one goes with a different emotion, and then you put all your fingers together because there's meridians here, and you tap at the top of your head. That's the simplest way to do it. And what begins to happen is you, the and don't ask me how it happens. Somebody else has got to figure that out. But what I can <laughs> tell you, we're doing this for thousands of thousands of clients, I mean, times with clients for t- over 20 years, that what happens is your nervous system quiets down. Hmm. What I think is happening, but I haven't, they don't have brain scans totally on it, is the amygdala, the fight, flight, or freeze part of the brain resets and your brain comes back online. So you're capable instead of uh, yelling at your kids or yelling at your neighbor, whoever you're mad about or yelling at the television for what's going on, you're capable of coming to center and make and with your whole brain online, not your limbic brain, which is your fight, flight or freeze brain. And you're able to make other choices and you're able to tap into your intuition, which is what we need now with everything being so out of control. Mm -hmm. Do I go to the grocery store? Do I go there? Do I go here? Do I go there? You need to be able to tap into, we well, don't need anything. You can do whatever you want. It's wise, <laughs> however, in my point of view, to tap into this, to get this guidance that's totally available for us. It's always been available for us. So people call it your intuition. Um, people say they're guided by fear. You know, when we look at creatives, that's what it's about. You get this, da- like, you know, like you get this rush. Mm-hmm. Like that, right? Anybody who's created music or created anything. Yes. they. It, it's like, it's Whoa, the rush. I got to do this. Yeah. That's what that is. Yes. Can you imagine if you could calm yourself so much that you live like that? That's what enlightened beings are like. That's why I want to talk to the Dalai Lama and some other people like that. I know enlightened beings. And, and this is what they're like. They tap into that all the time. So, Interesting. Yeah. So, so and it's let, simple. Anybody can learn it. It's like super simple, guys. So, so come up with something. Let's get, are these affirmations, Mary, when you say you tap, you say, I accept. from my point of view, don't work. Okay. 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 Like, to me, it's like, you know, I do believe in ghosts. I do, I do, I do. Like, it just doesn't work. Most of us have beliefs that block our, whatever we're saying we want. Okay. Or I shouldn't say they don't work. They're limited. So give us a simple one that Tony and I can do with you and let's do some tapping. And then you, I want you to describe it. So, um, so, so okay. what do we? So, well, the best thing to do is to think about. So you don't just tap on nothing. You mm-hmm. usually tap when you're like all cranked up about something, mm-hmm. or you want to. You want to visualize. Uh, oh, I got one. Visualize something you you want to do, and everybody that's listening to this forever can do it. Picture something you want to do, but just something blocks you from it because you okay. can use it. Okay. Yep. Got it. Tony, you have you one. Maybe you want to stand up and talk about your book. Maybe you want to. What is that? Like it just. Can't see. I can't say mine because it's personal. But Tony, what about you? You got one? Uh, um, Yeah, I I do it as well. I I would like to get life stuff out of the way so that I can work more on the book. Make sure that it's out by February. Okay, so you'd like to stop sabotaging and procrastinating. 
on your phone. Is that what you mean? Sure. That's it. That would be one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you want to do your book, but somehow you're over here at the refrigerator, or you're oh, like you're like cleaning your desk off or something stupid. Okay, right? the the chocolate chips in the fridge are calling me when I have nothing to do. So okay, let's, let's see, we get rid you're of emotional emotional leading. Okay, let's like, do that one. You no, know, you know you're not supposed to be doing that. You really should be like taking a walk, going out, but you just can't seem to get there, right? You you're all you like you go there right? And you, mm-hmm. and you could say all the affirmations and all the willpower in the world. It doesn't work in my opinion. Okay. So what do we do? Okay. Take a breath with me. Okay. So the picture is this behavior that you'd really like to do the opposite of which, you know, you do. Okay. I got it. Got two behaviors. Okay. Got so we'll, we'll do the, the one you're not supposed to do first. First, think about the one that you do that you know you're not supposed to be doing. Okay. And on a scale of zero to 10, where 10 means, oh, man, I can see myself with my hand in those M&Ms or whatever you mean. Okay? Like, Give I got me sweet that. chocolate chips. Like, that's probably a 10, right? For both <laughs> oh, of you. yeah. No okay. question. Like, I got no problem with that. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Now, I want you to close your eyes. And this is the way I do it. Just take an eraser and erase that behavior for now. Just, just for now. Tony, you're closing your eyes? I yeah, can't You don't that. have to do it with your hand. I'm just doing it because I'm... Oh, I'm a re- I have to do it. Like okay, I forgot. I got a creative person here. Okay. <laughs> now I want you to try to bring to mind the behavior okay. you wished you could do in its place. Okay. Okay. On a scale of zero to 10, how clear is the image of that? Can you see Very. yourself? Can yes. you feel yourself doing the new behavior? You can? Yes. Nine. Wow. You're good. How about you, Tony? Up, up around 10. You I do it know. enough to where I can, my body remembers it. Okay, good. Well, let's make it stronger. Most people can't visualize it yet. You guys are wrecking my, my gig here, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm talking to all the people listening to your show, right? <laughs> Laura, so, lovely, lanky Laura Leg. She's talking to you. you. Got, okay, get tapped, Laura. Okay, so now what you want, usually you can't get that one as strong as you can get the hands in the chocolate chip bag, okay? Okay. So now you're going to tap here. This is your small intestine meridian on the side of your hand. Those of you who are listening, go on my website, marysice.com. You can download how to do it. That's M-A-R-Y-S-I-S-E.com. You can get all this for free. Does it matter right hand or left hand? Does it matter? It doesn't matter, but this is the point right here. And this is the outside on the pinky side of the hand near before where the hand is before the wrist, just around the above the wrist. Okay. Okay. So so now you're going to say, even though I can't do this yet, I accept myself. Even though, Tony, let's do it together. Even, even though, I, though can't, I can't do this yet, I accept myself. I accept myself. Okay. Most people can't even see it. Even though I, I, I just can't do it yet, I accept myself. I accept myself. Oh, this is also Wait. shout out for, for Pat, my friend Pat, who said she wants to find out about this. So she'll go to your website. Go ahead, okay. Mary. Even though I just can't do this yet, I accept myself. I accept myself. You just accept here's where I am right now. All right. Beat up on yourself. Okay. Because you can't heal anything when you're mad at yourself. True. Okay. So eyebrows, these are all beginning like or end points of meridian. So by the eyebrows, by the nose. How hard, do you, how hard do you tap, Mary? Eh, not, it depend, not, not like soft, soft. I don't do it. And these are with the two, the index and the middle I finger? Two fingers, yeah. Okay. Tap side over the eyebrows in the middle and then on the side, temple. temples. Okay. Then you tap right here under your eyes. Okay. Under the glasses there. All right. Yeah. And sometimes you'll be tapping something. It'll feel tender. Just stay a little longer. It's under okay. your nose. Nose, okay. Under your lip. Okay. Now this part, you're going to tap right as if you had a skinny tie on and either side of the tie, you're going to tap there. Okay. Right under the neck on the chest. Yeah. yeah. Then go four inches below your arm 
It's right on your bra strap for women. Tony, you're on your own on this one. <laughs> Both around. Both around. It, this one's usually tender. Like, ooh, that, that hurts a little Interesting. bit. Interesting. Kind of ribs. Yeah. Okay. Now put your hands, fingers together like a laser. Yeah. And tap at the top of your head. In your meridian, in your uh, fingertips are all meridians. And like different ones go with different things. Like this little finger is the heart meridian. Okay. That's usually for anger. Gallbladder is for rape. Now take okay. a breath with me and go back to your original thing that you really wanted to said you wanted to do, your good behavior. Okay. Tell me, is it, do you feel any difference? Feel your body. Does it feel stronger? Can you see it? What do you notice about it? Were we thinking about that while we were doing all the tapping? You're on it. I, I don't make you think about it. You're on it. You just don't want to try to think about your vacation to get off it. And Okay. My mind's very clear right now. I, I'm not cluttered at all. I can still see myself doing that. Tony, how about you? I, when you when you asked to visualize the thing that we're doing, I felt it in my chest. It's I, I just recently got a Bowflex, and I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing instead of other stuff. Right. And it's I could feel it. I could feel it when you said that. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Now go back and look at your behavior you're not supposed to be doing, like your hand in those chocolate chips. Tell me, does that look clearer? Does that look different? Does it seem the same? I think they're 50-50 now instead okay. of just the other one. What, what the other one was is I had a, a personal trainer until COVID and he was here twice a, a week and it was a luxury, but it was something I could budget for. And I had boxing gloves because I had taken some kickboxing training when I was in New York and I brought my gloves with me and I said to him, hey, I'd like to buy. He said, well, I, I know boxing. So we set up a plan where he had one through six, the numbers one in each one represented a different, whether it was a, a straightforward, it was an undercut or whatever whether it was a cross and we set up a different. And so I called it brain training. So every time we finished a session, it was one hour. I said to him, I want to do at least 10 minutes, maybe 15. He'd help me wrap my hands and put on the gloves. And he had pads, punching pads. And so he would call out the numbers and I asked him to do it random. That's why I call it brain training. And he would say, okay, double two, three, four, six, five, three. And I would mentally incorporate the numbers and then I would do the punches, the jabs that went with those numbers. So it was training my brain to hear it, to remember it and to coordinate and to punch. Well, when he, when I threw him out, (laughs) when COVID started and I couldn't afford to have him, I couldn't, didn't want him here anymore. I stopped boxing. So three weeks ago as part of my treating myself to something fun for the holidays, I bought a freestanding Everlast Everlast brand punching bag. Mm -hmm. And I had to fill it with about 150 pounds of water, Tony, so it doesn't slide around on the floor. It's either sand or water. I figure water is easy to get out if I ever don't want to use it anymore. And it has sat there as a beautiful piece of furniture in my my piano room. clothes. It, it's not even big enough to hang clothes. It just, it's like this. <laughs> so it's not even a clothes hanger. And I've wanted, I've looked at the box of gloves. Mm-hmm. I've looked at the bag and I haven't, I just go buy it and do this. I don't want to do this. I need to put the punching bags on and I need to create my own routine. So now can you see it more? Like you can feel yourself doing it more. I think so. Now that I publicly embarrassed myself. <laughs> now you better because everybody's going to want to know next time. Right. People are going to say, well, you're doing it yet? Maybe I will. You have to do two rounds, three rounds. It's okay. Just and how does do the it. tapping help, Mary? How is it? What is it going to do? Because it takes away. Look, at you now will energetically begin to resonate with the new behavior rather than the old behavior. Okay. Okay. And you can do it for beliefs. You take away what's ever between you and what you're saying you want to do, you know? 
Like when I work with people who love chocolate, including myself. Now we don't have to fix it for good, but it's every time <laughs> you're stressed, what happens is you your your go-to thing in your head is that. Okay, because it works, it shifts your brain states. What the tapping will do is quiet it down so you have the opportunity to make another choice. Otherwise, your brain's just hijacked and you're there, you're yelling at the kids, you're yelling at you're in your hands in the refrigerator, you're eating the ice cream, you're having the drink, you're smoking the cigarette. And you get hijacked, the way I look at it. Just this chocolate. is a way to begin to reprogram your brain. <laughs> no kids to yell at, no, no, no smoke, I know. no drink. Eat chocolate, just, you know? just chocolate. Yeah. Tony, what about you? Talk to us. Can I ask the relationship between what you're doing, uh, which is opening meridian pathways? Uh, the Chinese call it qi. Um, <laughs> I understand you're a qigong practitioner as well. Um, and that, that seems to be the, the essence of it. Neurologists say that neurons that fire together, wire together. In yeah. other words, the, sure. the constant thoughts that you have, the automatic go to the chocolate, automatic thing goes to that. And this seems to be disruptive of negativity. Yeah. Um, so it, because it, it remember, negativity is not your essence. Your essence is love. Mm. The negativity is the programming from your childhood, from your life, whatever. You're as, I mean, you go look at a new baby, a little baby, right? They're like pure love. Everybody wants to kiss them and smell them and, you know, like <laughs> love them up, right? Because they're, that's your essence. And all this other stuff is not who you are. Now let's so go. You, I want to, Mary, I want to, I want to interrupt you. I'm trying not to be rude, but I want to interrupt you. The essence is love. Let's segue that into Tony's topic of civility. Yeah. The essence is well, love. So, Tony, how do we take that essence and maybe tap our way into? So, ooh, maybe we tap our way into civil. Tony, you and Mary you need to away get what to you're I, I looked Mary up before we got here. I would love to. She's the she's one of my other dinner guests. Neil deGrasse Tyson and Mary Sice. Okay. Oh, yeah. this is yeah. good stuff. Um, and we'll have spaghetti. We have we have common uh, teachers and and commonalities in a lot of the things we do. I help. I'm blessed to help a conflict resolution company teach first responders and law enforcement, and we teach many of those things that you talk about. In other words, when the prefrontal cortex, our thinking, reasoning, human brain, gets hijacked by the amygdala, there's things you can do to trick yourself, or at least this. What we ask law enforcement after the big call comes in to get in the habit of stimulating as many different senses as possible simultaneously. Vanderbeek, uh, uh, Vander Kolk um, uh, does, yeah. teaches this and Rebecca Campbell. Um, <clears throat> stimulate as many other senses as possible, your sight, smell, hearing, taste, and feel. All of those is at, as soon as possible after kind of a traumatic event. And what it does is it disrupts that wiring pattern much the same as, as tapping. I don't have a fictional, I don't have a large functionality of the ability to do this on a national scale. I think people would probably uh, be very rude to me if I walked up to them and started tapping them because I think it's good <laughs> for them. So I have to get out of that. My, my image that I can control things, all I can do is invite and I can say, hey, isn't this better? Most of the stuff, because, for example, in civility, in the issue that we have, it would be lovely to um, tell everyone to be civil. What that means, but it, here's the reason why 
shouting at someone who is uncalm saying calm down it just doesn't work it's not only does it not work it's actually harmful in the process we have to uh, more people voted in this election than ever so half of them are really solid here half of them are solid here and we can't just tell half of united states you're wrong be different feel different speak different you you can't do that what you have to do is model the love and the and the the basically the love that you want to see in everyone and we make that more common we make that more uh normal we we intentionally go out of our way to invite it into our lives every chance we get and it's and it's hard and it's really easy to dismiss one of the criticisms i get is people laughing at me like oh that'll never work what do you want everyone to sing kumbaya together and the, the, <laughs> Why the not? truth of it is that it would be a lot better than shouting at people about how I wrong know. They are. Why not? Um, but you have to fix the brain. The amygdala fires within a millisecond. So it's absolutely. weird. You're already hardwired to yell at the other guy. And some of sure. you are hardwired to freeze. And you know? precisely. You've got to fix the brain. You've got to get teach everybody something so they can calm down and we can everybody can win. It can be win-win. Do you think creative? We look at yes. our show of creatives. You're absolutely right. It's, a, it's an act of creativity and it's tough to resist yelling back at someone that's yelling at you, but that never works. I have been the sober guy at bars for 40 years um, or mostly sober, however you want to work that, but you can't, once somebody gets hijacked by their amygdala, add a little tequila in there. And it's just hard to read. That's with when it gets really and you just want to love them where they are well, and you got to let them go for a little while. And then you come back Monday and go, Hey, you know, I paid that bar tab for you. Their, their brain came back online by Monday. But we right, can get the brain right. back online faster. What about, creative. what about starting creative civility training in kindergarten and first grade? Absolutely. Isn't that really where we need to start is to teach sure. kids don't engage. And even if your mom or dad said, beat the bully up, find a better way. Don't be a wuss. Don't get stepped on. Don't go right. sit in the corner and beat yourself up because you, sure. you let somebody bully you, but find a nonviolent, creative way to respect and accept that just that that goes into so many layers of culture, though, doesn't it, Tony? One of, one of my Mary? favorite science uh, uh, fictional authors, science fiction guy, had a had a character that he created whose go to quote was that violence is the last refuge of the incompetent. And that, that's actually the truth. If you can't manage your way around like a toddler, you're going to hit, you're going to strike, you're going to pull, you're going to cry, you're going to talk badly, which is also a form of verbal violence, mm. all these things. And it comes down to this. I mean, you want to get basic and fundamental. There's an ancient word called rocha. And saying that is defining someone else as them. And once you're us and they're them, the end of that road is always violence. Not everyone goes to the end of that road. But once you've decided that those people over there are them, then whatever we do to them, because they were going to do it to us, because we're all so different. Um, and then when you realize, if you can sit with that for a little bit, then here's the hard test. You realize that some of them are... Um, People that, you know, they, they think you're them, but some of them are Muslims or Republicans or Democrats or this particular faith system or this lack of faith system, these pagans, these, these Christians, whoever them is, um, that's where it begins. If we can back up a little bit and remember that we're all homo sapiens, um, there are significant differences. And I'm not pretending or suggesting that anyone um, 
stop recognizing that differences exist. Republicans and, and Democrats have different philosophies of government. And the only, and, and unless we can talk together, then we're in a problem. The only what happens is now we're all in this information silo where the only thing you hear is the stuff that you agree with and it gets louder and louder and louder. Pretty soon other Americans are them. We've got American blood on American soil over masks and politics and stuff that in the long run is important, but it doesn't matter that much. Right. And the only thing about that that habit. Let's bring it back to creative. That's what we're talking You can't be creative when you're afraid. Absolutely. Fear and love can't and exist so in the same place. It exist. It's, it's so how do we help people? To, it's going to be the creatives that, you know, you read. I think so. Or, or read that you're the guys that are going to think outside the box because you're, you're the ones who can go beyond. The, the, and so, the, the, you know, that's why art and music and all the ways that people have creative solutions. Mm-hmm. And are not disenfranchised that they don't offer them. I mean, what's the one thing that's happening with all this nonsense? That, no, I don't even want to go political. Is that we're flipping out of the mediocrity that we've been stuck in as the United States? This well, is- let's bring it back to the pandemic. We've been stuck inside in places we didn't plan to be in, exactly. with people we didn't plan to be, exactly. with whom we didn't plan to be, in ways doing things we didn't plan, and it has literally stopped us all in our tracks. I don't care and how stuck you with voted. Ourselves. We've been stuck, stuck with ourselves. That's I spent right. so, more time with myself this year than I have in the last. That's right. So I had to give up live music, going out and playing. I'm a drummer and playing in open mic nights, and I had to give up the open mic night I produce in my community and. I had my band played in the garage and we had 60 people gather on the street, but it's not the same as doing it at the clubhouse with 150 people in two conference rooms. But you had to get creative about we it. We had to get creative. The whole neighborhood did, but we, we found ourselves in a place we never planned to be in and we're trying our best to survive. And by the way, I know you two are just absolutely dying. Wrong word to know who would come to my dinner party. Yes. I, I just finished binging 12 seasons not all in the same week thank god of a very charming bbc detective cop show called new tricks and i recommend it to both of you it's on amazon prime and it's about three detectives who were retired who are basically pulled back into the police force in the met in london and they are asked to help solve un help solve unsolved crimes and unclosed cases called UCOS, U-C-O-S. And there's a young woman detective who is the leader. And over the course of the 12 seasons, she goes to take another job and the three of the gentleman detectives go do something else and they replace each one. So by the time it ended last night for me at the end of the 12th season, episode 10, it was an entirely new cast. But I was so intrigued by all the people who played in that show, including Amanda Redman, who is apparently an extremely popular actress in the UK and she started her own talk about creativity Mm -hmm. she started her own acting school almost 20 years ago and she teaches people the art of acting she's been very socially active in terms of sharing her craft and training people very very intriguing Uh, the other person I would love to have a dinner party is Maggie Q I watched uh, Nikita a phenomenal phenomenal high-powered almost like a ninja show of of uh Basically, Tony, people who were on the other side 
inside government in organizations that nobody is supposed to know about, the dark side, uh, with syndicates and crimes around the world of a very high-powered nature. And she is one of those people who they recruit people from orphanages and train them how to be killers. And oh. Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A, beyond exciting and fabulous. And Maggie Q is also in Designated Survivor, which was a short-lived series with Kiefer Sutherland. She is a phenomenal actress, and I'd love to know what her life is like as an actress choosing those kinds of roles. So I would like those people who are not on everybody's list. Anyway, we've got four minutes left. So I'm not going to ask you about New Year's resolutions, but let me start with you, Mary, if you know, we're not going to do that. Mary, if you had to tapping your way to helping people find happiness and get over their fears and their stumbling blocks and Tony tapping and creating your way toward getting people to be civil and respect and be kind and graceful to each other. I think we have very worthy causes here. So Mary, if you had to leave your house in the next 50 minutes and I gave you a box 12 inches by 12 inches by 12 inches and said to you, what are the three things you'd put in besides your keys and your phone and maybe your makeup? What would you put in that box? And it can be somebody told me last week that they would put their husband in it. I heard that was my answer. That's my answer. Very quickly, what three things would tell us who you are about what you put in the box? I would put my husband in there because he's just like such a support. Gosh, let's just say so I, I wouldn't want to be without him in my box. He's okay. And Tony, put in my Tony box. what would you put? I'm running out of time. Tony, what would you put in your box or who? Whom? Honestly, I have, I came from humble surroundings and I've been blessed lately. So I would try to put enough of whatever I have in there to where I could hopefully try to bless some folks and, and, and bring them some gifts and, you know, bring them water, bring them cash, bring them love, whatever. Tony, you, so what would you physically put in the box? Water Money. and cash? Money, you know, money. Yeah, water and cash, whatever oh, you need. <laughs> that's interesting. I'd put lipstick. Of course, I said keys and phone. Oh, I yeah. put lipstick in my my hard drive back up my Mac because I. I would not put it. lipstick in my box. <laughs> <laughs> I would, and I and I would put my iPad, which I absolutely love for every. I have the big one and the little one, but the big one. Okay, I'm going to do something I haven't done. I discovered some notes from a show I did seven years ago in 2014, and I used to have certain things I said on the show, and I'm just going to speed talk through these, and then we'll say goodbye. So this is I used to close my radio shows as follows life is short break mm-hmm. the rules forgive quickly mm-hmm. kiss slowly love truly laugh uncontrollably and never regret anything that made you smile that's the first thing i used to control uh, close other shows with work like you don't need the money dance like no one is watching sing like nobody's living listening Love like you've never been hurt. Money talks. Chocolate sings, Mary Sice. And last but not least, thank you for turning me on. That's a radio closing. And one thing I will read is the words to Leanne Womack's I Hope You Dance. I hope you still feel small when you stand beside the ocean. Whenever one door closes, I hope one more opens. Mm -hmm. Promise me you'll give faith, Tony, faith, civility, kindness, a fighting chance. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance... I hope you dance. I'm ready to close the first show of the new year. Mary Seiss, thank, thank you, you thank very you. much. Mary, it's been lovely meeting you again and having you on Read My Lips. And Tony Barker, champion of civility, I appreciate what, you, what you're doing. And I wish you both well and a happy, healthy new year and stay safe. And let's again say thank you to Josh, our engineer. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Thank, thank you, you, Josh. And I will see you all hopefully later again in 2021. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye from Read My Lips. Thank bye you, bye. Thank you. I hope you dance. Bye. I got to get back to dance. 
Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.